0: When we dive into the Bible, God asks us one thing, to have faith. But what does that mean? What does it mean to have faith? Let alone, what does it mean to have faith in action. We're going to be talking about that today in this first installment of the Faith in Action series. Let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Pray Plant podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. that's you, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. Hello, fellow growers, and welcome to the Pray, Just Plant podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Mediate, and today, in Season 11, Episode 2, we're going to do something new. I have had a few requests for and mostly from the Lord, about pulling some of the Growing With God segments out of the other episodes and making them a kind of a standalone episode. So today, I'm going to be sharing the first part of the series in Faith in Action series that we've done through Season 9 and a little bit of season 10. So I hope this will be helpful for those of you that have not been able to listen to all of those segments continuously and and want to really dive deeper into the Bible and especially that Bible study on faith in action. Following will be those recordings brought back together for you. Now it is time for the Growing With God segment of this episode, where you and I dive into the Bible and learn more about our Lord and Savior. So today in this segment, we're going to be diving into Ephesians. I'm going to be reading Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. As we continue into the year, I am going to be starting a series about faith. This verse that we're going to be talking about, it talks about the very beginning of faith. We've been talking about a path in the rest of this episode. Why not talk about a path to God? So the very first part of the path to God is in this verse. It's also in John three sixteen. It's through the whole Bible because the whole Bible points to Jesus. Jesus is the start of our faith. Jesus is the start of our path. So let's read Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So let's break this verse down. This is Paul, letter to the Ephesians. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. What is faith? Let's start there. Faith is believing in what we cannot see. And for it is by grace that you have been saved. What is the saved? That is salvation. So if we look at John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. So the saved is the eternal life. Believing in him, believing in Jesus, that's through faith, we are saved. We are covered by God's grace because he Here's the next part, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. God gave us the gift of his one and only son. And Jesus gave us the gift of his life on the cross because he was the last sacrificial lamb to cover our sin. Jesus is the mediator. He is the one in between. He covers our sin so that we may be saved. We may have eternal life life. Now the next part, not by works so that no one can boast. This is just emphasizing the second part, right? And this is not from yourself. We cannot earn salvation. We cannot earn heaven through works. We earn it through our faith. In fact, our works are faith in action. So we're going to be going through a series this uh, season and through this year. I'm not sure how long it's going to take us, but we're going to go through the series of building Faith, building faith in action. And you're going to be very surprised on how this path is going to develop for you. Because Romans says that God will give us when we believe God will give us a new life. And it's through faith that we receive this new life. It's by doing the things that God asks us to do. So we're going to be diving into Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to be looking at the past people of the New Testament and how their faith was shown to God and how he saw that it was good. We're going to look at those examples and see how we can put them into our life so that we can build our faith. We can build that new person. So that God can change our minds and change our thoughts through faith. So just remember this week that it is your belief that takes you to heaven. It is not your works. It is your belief. So just start there for now. And just remember that gift that God gave you that Jesus gave you. This week in this segment, we're going to continue our study on faith. Last week, we defined faith and what it is and that God asks us to put our faith in action. If we don't do those actions, we learn that they don't hold us from salvation because salvation from God is a gift. The only thing that that can take it away is us not believing. Because John 3.16 says, For God gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him, that's Jesus, believes that he came to the cross, he died on the cross, he died for your sins, and was resurrected, you are given eternal life. That is the beginning. That is the beginning of our path with God. Once we believe that, then we get to build a relationship with our Lord. That's the other definition of faith. Faith is that relationship that we get to build, that conversation that we get to build with our Lord, where he begins to mold us, where he begins to show us the actions that we need to be taking and how to listen to him and how to open our hearts to him and how to take the very next step. So we're going to be reading Hebrews 11 through this study on faith because It's titled, get this, Faith in Action. And it is a great example of how others throughout the Bible have done the things God asked them to do, were obedient, followed, and built that relationship with our Lord and Savior. And we can look at those examples and learn from them and take the next steps we need to, to build that relationship with our Lord and so that we can begin to open our hearts and listen to what God is asking us to do. Sometimes when we are new believers, the first gut reaction, I know this because I have been a new believer, and through Bible studies that I go and teach, I have ministered to several new believers. And one of the things that everyone tries to do, they want to do the action, they want to just start acting and being for the Lord, and they have such zeal, and that is so amazing. But sometimes what they do with that zeal is they get locked up in the rules that yes, there's lots of rules in the Bible and God asks us to do those things. But he also says that not everybody's action, not everybody's faith, not everybody's faith journey is going to be the same. Even Paul says it doesn't matter about that you are a Gentile or a fat Sadducees or you're circumcised or uncircumcised. The truth is it starts with Jesus. Jesus is our path in faith and when we focus on him, we focus on our relationship with him, everything is going to fall into place and we'll understand what rules and guidelines or what actions God wants us to do next in our faith journey. So today I'm going to be reading Hebrews 11 verses 1 through 4. If you would like to read along, I'm reading out of the New International Version or the NIV version. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. So we're going to go read Abel's story in just a minute, but let's just break down verses one through three. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That verse reiterates pretty much John 3, 16. It even reiterates the verse that we talked about last week. Faith is confidence in uh, what we hope for. What do we hope for? We hope for salvation when we believe in Jesus and assurance about what we do not see. So we can be assured, that's our belief and what we do not see, as in we did not see Jesus go to the cross. We did not see Jesus attend, ascend. We did not G- see Jesus resurrected. We did not see that, but we still believe it. And we can be assured that it happened because God said that it happened. Now, verse two, this is what the ancients were commended for. These, this is kind of what the, the whole chapter is going to be about. We're going to be going back and looking at some examples of ancients in the Old Testament that live by faith. And we're going to use some of their examples to learn how we should move forward in our faith, in our relationship with God. So verse three answers one of the greatest questions all humans ask. You were probably even taught this in school, how the universe was formed. Now, I'm not going to get into all the secular, all the different definitions to that. But if you really look at all of those things, all of them are theories because truly we were not there. We don't know. You can have this theory over that theory or this theory over that theory. But if you believe in God, then you believe in what he wrote and that he formed the earth, the universe at with his command. I'll be reading that in just a moment. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. There's a perfect example of faith. Our universe is something we can see, but it was made out of what was visible not visible, God. So let's go into the next verse. By faith, Abel brought a good God a better offering than Cain did. So we're going to go back and we're going to look at what kind of offering Abel brought to God that was different than Cain. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offering. So we're going to go look at that. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is a dead. So let's jump over first to Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right there, that shows something that is seen, something that we see every single day that was made by something that we cannot see. Perfect example of faith. And God starting to build that relationship with us by answering one of the greatest questions we all ask. So Abel's story is in Genesis 4. Actually, I'm going to read 4 through 12. If I go any further, it gets more into Cain's story instead of Abel's story. So we're going to stop there. Genesis 4, 1 through 12. Adam made love to his wife Eve and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Actually, I'm going to stop right there. Let's look at the difference between Abel's offering and Cain's offering. Cain brought some of the fruit of the soil as an offering to the Lord. So it doesn't really describe it very much. It just says some of the fruits. But Abel's, it describes a little bit more. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. So not only did Abel bring something to God, he made sure that he brought his best, the best portions of the best portion of his flock. And we can look at that as an example for ourselves in our faith. So I'm going to read Hebrews 11 one more time, and then we're going to discuss that. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous. When God spoke well of his offering offerings, and by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. So Abel is still speaking to us. He's giving us this example of what we can do. And maybe it's just very simple line, but it's really pretty much saying that God would like our best. And how can we do that? How can we build that relationship with our Lord and give him our best? Well, one thing that I like to do is I give him the best time of my day. And that's right after I wake up when I'm fresh, when my brain is energized and I speak to him first. One other big thing is that we can place God first in our lives. Sometimes this is hard to do. Sometimes this is going to take a little bit of understanding and more of the Bible. Maybe that means that you dive into the Bible and you give him your first so or your best When you are reading the Bible or that you put the Bible actually on your schedule, you put time with the Lord on your schedule first. So when you're filling out your schedule for the week, the first thing you schedule is time with the Lord. So God asks the best of us, And I'm going to tell you right now that sometimes what he thinks is the best of us, we don't think that we could possibly even do. Did I ever envision sitting here with you in front of this computer talking to you through a podcast episode? No, but that's what God asked me to do. Because sometimes giving our best is also being obedient. Doing the things God asks us to do, even though we don't even know how we're supposed to do it. I didn't even have an inkling of how I was supposed to record my voice, how I was supposed to edit my voice, how I was supposed to get it out to people to listen to it. I had no idea, but God asked me to start doing a podcast. He asked me to start sharing my journey as a grower, as a homesteader, as someone who grows my own food, how to teach others how to do that, and to First, he wanted me use that as a vessel, but he first wanted me to spread his word to you. Now, did I do it right away? No, but I kept trying and I kept moving forward. And in fact, God put experiences in my life to help me fulfill that. So one thing that we can learn from Abel is that God wants our best. God wants best us to think of him first. God wants us to be obedient to him even when it's hard because he understands who we are and he understands and knows our path. And if we're what we're truly doing with our faith is building a relationship, building a a path that will bring us closer to God, then we can at least do our part too. And that's with what Abel did. He gave his best and you can give your best too. So just be thinking about sometime this week how you can be giving God your best so that you can grow and build that relationship with your Lord and Savior and then start putting your faith in action. This week we are continuing our series on faith. Last week we talked about Abel, and how he had a better offering, and how we can take that into our life by doing what God asks us to do. Cain didn't follow the instructions of God. Abel did. Cain was told that he needed to try again. But of course, you know, Cain got mad. We read his story. But when we focus on Abel, we understand that we just need to do what God asks us to do. And if he's asking you to Grow on this purposeful journey by starting a garden or getting focused in the kitchen or all of those different things, then that's what he's asking you to do. And you need to step out in faith and do them. In a way, that's what we're talking about here in this segment. We're talking about faith in action. So the next verses we're going to read are Hebrews 11, 5 through 6. And this is all about Enoch. So if you would like to read along with me, I am reading from the NIV translation. So here it is. Hebrews 11, 5 through 6. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now we're going to get into verse 6 in just a moment, but first let's go find out about Enoch. So I'm going to also be reading Genesis five twenty-one through 24, and I hope I do not say some of these old names wrong so bear with me. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Now, this chapter continues to talk about the different sons coming from Adam all the way to Noah. So Enoch was known for walking faithfully in God. So let's go back now and listen to the rest. I'm going to read verse 6 again. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. So this goes back to John 3 16, right? That we talked about in the very beginning of this series. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And to whoever believes in him will have everlasting life. We must believe that God exists. We must believe that Jesus came. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus rose again and is now seated at the right hand of the Father waiting for you and me. That is what we need to believe in. And when we believe in that, we please God. But here's the second part. And then he rewards those who earnestly seek him. How can we put our belief into action? How can we change, not really change, but evolve our belief into faith? Because remember, faith is we believe in what we don't see. We have not gotten the chance or did not get the chance to see Jesus on earth but we know that through the bible that he came and we believe that in our deepest soul that's how we become a christian is through our belief and that our belief takes us to salvation but how can we put faith into action how can we make that belief action because god also says that he looks at our actions that a man is not judged by his appearance not judged by his his the money he has but in his actions. He even goes to say that the Messiah will be seen and recognized by his actions, by his actions of saving the sick, by healing the sick, by all the actions that Jesus did. In in fact, Jesus fulfilled um, hundreds of different prophecies or foretellings of his coming, and those were done through his actions actions. And we need to act on our faith as well. And that the Lord rewards those who earnestly seek him. That is an action that we can do. Maybe there's something that has been weighing on you to God is asking you to step out in faith, but you're just not quite sure that that's what he's asking you to do. Or you're not sure that that's even something that you can do. What you can do is seek him. What you can do is dive yourself into the Bible and learn more about him. That also is faith in action. And that is truly where a new believer needs to start. Once you believe, the first steps you need to be doing is not worrying about, oh, should I be doing this anymore? Should I be doing that anymore? Not worrying about all of these should I's or shouldn't I's and focus on the one true thing that you should be doing. And that is diving into the Bible and seeking your Lord. Because when you dive in, when you read and you absorb and you think and you ponder on the word of God, you are doing multiple things. One, you are feeding your faith. God says, Jesus says that he is the bread of life and Jesus is the word. You are living on the bread of life when you seek him, when you are in the word. And also you are going to answer those questions for yourself. You're going to answer if you should be doing that or if if this needs to be done, if, 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 you can answer all those ifs because the answers are only in one place and that is the Bible. Yes, we can reach out to others. You can reach out to me anytime if you have any questions about God or the Bible But the true answers are going to be found there. And in fact, when you ask me a question, I'm going to go there first. I'm going to cite verses to you. I am going to tell you to look in Hebrews 11 if you're wondering about faith. I'm going to tell you to look at Jesus' life to be learning about the actions that we need to fulfill because God asks us to have faith in action. And I do want to say right here that if you're worried about something that I've talked about before, but it's always a great worry for everyone, that if you don't do these things, if you don't step out in faith, are you going to lose your salvation? Well, no, because in that very sentence, you are saying that that is something that you earned and it's not. Salvation is a gift. John says, John 3.16 says that it is a gift. It is a gift from God. He gave his one and only son so that you, right? Not you did this so that you could. That's not what he says. It says that God gave his one and only gift. So remember that. When you're struggling about the next steps, remember that the only thing that can pull you away from God is you denying God. Because that's what he asks of you. He asks you to believe. And in that belief, you receive Salvation. So don't be worrying about the sins that you may have, or the sins that you already did, or the works that God is asking you to do, or the works that you feel that you need to be doing because others around you are doing works. Just remember that those aren't going to get you to heaven, and they're not going to hold you from your salvation because it is a gift from God. So I just want to remind you this week to step out in faith, and that the easiest way to do that is to dive into your Bible and seek God. I hope you enjoyed those first three segments of the Faith in Action series. I will be bringing you more of those recordings next month. I hope to do one of these little episodes every month to help those of you that really want to dive a little bit deeper into the Bible, but don't really want to go back and forth to this episode or that episode so that you can continue on with this series. And I pray the Lord will be helping me make a physical Bible study to go along with this study as well. So be on the lookout for that. If I get that done, I will add the link to this episode later. So be on the watch out. I want to thank you for I want to thank you for joining me here at the Prage's Plant Podcast. As always, if you're new, then welcome to the Red Ridge Farm Fellowship of Fellow Growers. If you want to stay up to date on all the different things happening here on the farm and get episodes delivered right to your inbox so you don't miss one, be sure to join the Red Ridge Farm Fellowship newsletter. Inside that newsletter, you will get, like I said, you'll get access to the new episodes every week. You also get access to my resource library that is full of things to help you on your growing journey. So again, I want to thank you for joining me today. And as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. This week's episode is brought to you by the Planning Beyond the Harvest Handbook. This handbook was designed to help you get your harvest onto your family's plates. We grow all this delicious food, and sometimes in the garden planning, we forget about the harvest and beyond the harvest. This workbook will walk you through the five steps that I use to get beyond the harvest. You can grab your copy at redridgefarm.org backslash resources.